Now, Eric, if you tell him that he's wrong, you're diminishing his free speech. Please, please, be serious. Come on, guys. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, you know, we'll workshop it. Well, you it's know, fine. well, you see those shirts like "Free My Homie Peanut," and be like, <coughs> and be like, uh, what's what's he in for? You know, it's yeah, what, like, what did he do? I'm well, not, I don't know if I should be on your side or not. It's yet. like, uh, you know, yeah. just uh, you know, a couple armed robberies and grand larceny. It's like keep Peanut locked up. Like, Peanut sounds like you can't trust that motherfucker. <laughs> Peanut sounds like a danger to society. He belongs there. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, you know, the argument could be made that the prison industrial complex inherently is evil, but, you sure. know, still, if he fucking aggravated us all, like, you can't shoot people at the club. I've been wrestling over this for a while. Yeah. Like, uh, I, okay, I'm not sure that there needs to be a prison thing. I, I don't know anything about it. I'm smart enough to know that. Do tell. But I am curious, because uh, I hear this argument batted around about how certain things do not need to be made for profit. And yeah. I mean, given the type of society that we that we have currently, as opposed to something that we could change it into, I don't know. I don't. I, I, I tend to agree with that. Well, I mean, things of course, should not be driven by profit. I mean, no, yeah. I think nothing should be driven by yeah, profit. Yeah. But that's you what know, I mean. Especially, unfortunately, we don't live in that. No, yeah. we don't. But especially I, prisons. Yeah, definitely. I think it's real fucked up that like prisons are for profit prisons for, for profit because it's everything about. You know, a corporation is like, how can we drive down costs? Let's not feed them good food. Right. Uh, or how uh, can we take increase care of business? Them? And how What's can we business? increase? Yeah. How yeah. can we start increase making backdoor deals with judges yeah. to get uh, to have three strikes laws? And, but and, even, uh, even before states. it gets to the backdoor deals with judges part, it's just like, how can we increase revenues? Let's capitalize on their labor and not pay them for right. it. Well, yeah. I mean, they, they, these, these prisons tell, tell, uh, you know, the towns that are fully dependent on these prisons to yep. even exist, right? right? Newport. Hey, if we don't get uh, 200 more prisoners, uh, we're going to close the prison down and move it somewhere else. You know, they like they hold them hostage over people's lives. And then jaywalking becomes a thing again. Well, you know, whatever it might be, what, whatever yeah. you can do to get people in the system, you know? Plant, yeah. plant meth. That's the worst. It happens. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, no I know. sure. I've known people that it happened to. Man, <laughs> we got started on this early. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, uh, well, well, we'll we'll taper off. But, you know, okay. you, you're familiar with that uh, judge that, you know, the uh, he was basically selling kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was man. in Tennessee? Uh, yeah, they somewhere. That, that. It was here with the Lord's Ranch. Yeah, that guy. That guy. There's a, apparently it's a pretty popular scheme. Among that's judges. what I'm saying. That's, a, that's why it was like my go-to yeah. because you start doing backdoor deals to judges who happen to own like a like th- those kinds Youth of facilities, camps. and they they send those kids to them. They get yeah. they get kickbacks on that. Mm-hmm. Sheriffs of uh, different parishes. I mean, I, I forgot. This I think it was a vice man. thing that I saw that they were talking about that how how sheriffs and their deputies how their department basically gets paid for how many people they send to these pro- yeah, for profit prisons in Louisiana shit, absolutely man. um we have something similar to that going on right here in our town actually oh. um uh so is this, ju- is this proven or is it alleged? No, it's Judge Keith Blackman that does Ooh. like the, uh, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, everyone uh, knows you. I've, I've sure. seen the signs. <laughs> so Judge Keith, Judge Keith Blackman, uh, he does like the misdemeanor traffic court, yeah. uh, what, all that stuff. Yeah. Everybody's seen him many times. You know, district court. <laughs> uh, but uh, his wife is the uh, owner or uh, you know, like board member, head board member of a company a for-profit company called the justice network Uh-oh. and what the justice network is the is name sounds ominous already right it sounds like official. it's always telling why is it so yeah. ironic yeah it's yeah, like so ironic you, they do you, that on purpose man if you ever run across a company that's like happy time you fucking run that's the opposite <laughs> of that happy time corporation happy time <laughs> criminal legislation uh, network well the thing is like you know the justice network it sounds all like governmental and official but it's just a privately owned you know business uh anyways the justice network what they do is they run the fine system for the city of jonesboro uh so to pay fines to get on a payment plan to go to community service to do all of these things you have to do it through the justice network 
which involves fees probably absolutely it involves a bunch of fees it involves extra fees that if you can't pay you get thrown in jail you get extra fees thrown on top of that this This is fucking debtor's prison again yeah well this is what we call the system yeah Uh, we've had we still have had debtor's prison forever i mean what do you think the bail system is in the united states it's or if you're poor you stay in jail if you're not then you get to leave right (laughs) so the interesting thing about the justice network like you know you can make the argument all day well someone has to give fines for the city whatever i don't even want to die on that hill but my point is that judge keith blackman is the person who determines whether or not someone has to register with the justice network spoiler alert (laughs) he's gonna decide that every time every single time it turns out yeah um you know i'm assuming it's a funnel I wonder yeah, if he makes more decisions based on certain demographics. Well, I mean, like maybe, but maybe even not. Yeah. Maybe you know. Well, I think every single a... person comes through, you're done. But the Get syst- out of here. but the system in and of itself determines people based on the demographics because, like, where does the justice system start? It starts in the street with the police, right? Right. Yeah. So you know, that's that's what you got. I think that there's definitely an incentive to keep you know people who are at a certain level in that level so like if you if somebody comes in is like man i can't afford this 75 dollar fine it's like well you're gonna have to pay it and you're gonna have to pay the penalties on top of it and you're gonna have to stay in jail which is gonna you know we get money for people who staying in jail or whatever how that however that works but yeah well they charge fees yeah and it's a cycle that like once that person can pay off like half of it they then get more added onto it and then they're paying off and they're paying off and paying off and it is like you know slave labor absolutely um there's a program that i've been pondering and considering trying to trying to work on getting something like this going in town uh and basically it would be to raise money to uh fix uh poor folks headlights and taillights oh Uh, that would be awesome basically basically the the theory behind it is you know this is one of the things that police use to allow them to enter people's lives and get them into the system right so you know a poor person uh they, you know, they get pulled over for a taillight. Maybe they're doing something else wrong, but, you know, most of the time the cops are just fishing for something to get you on. Maybe you have a warrant for unpaid tickets before that you couldn't pay. Right. Maybe not. Maybe this is your first one. But, you know, you can't afford it. That's why you don't have a taillight, but you still have to get to work and shit, right? So you get this ticket that you can't pay. You get behind. You maybe, uh, you know, miss your court date or you go to your court date, but you can't pay your fine. So they put you on this payment plan that you have to pay an extra $20 a month. This is how they get people in the system. Yeah. The way to fight back against that type of stuff, obviously we've tried it. It is off at the pay. It, it, yeah. it, it isn't voting city council members because, like, that's not changed anything. That's no. impossible. Right. Right. So we're talking about, like, a harm reduction risk management type situation. you know you can have people come in you can say look we'll we'll do it in AutoZone parking lots uh on johnson you can come by if you're you know pay whatever you can if you can pay three dollars and the headlight costs 15 pay three dollars if you can't it'll be free for you um and the the whole time you know it'll be like uh, an organization we can hand out literature talk about you know uh what what our plans for the community is yeah um I think I think That'd even registration awesome. should get thrown. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you thought about that as well. I mean, that, that's that's usually a very small bill. That currently that's affecting me. Yep. I mean, yeah. you know, thirty dollars. I can't. I apparently can't give blood to get. Yeah. Uh, and you know, registration. That's just another thing that they try to ding you off on. Yeah. Uh, the lights on the back of your. Uh, if it's not lighting your license plate. Yeah, that's all the, this stupid. That's shit. my favorite one. Mm-hmm. You know, no seatbelt laws. Uh, texting and driving laws are fine with me because, god damn it, the amount of traffic no, no, accidents that happen. But most of these things are nothing Frivolous. more than excuses to pull you over and peer into your life. Man, I was driving at, at night on G Street, and mm-hmm. this dude pulled me over, and he's like, you know why I pulled you over? No. And then he looked around in my car, he's like, you don't have a rear view mirror. I have driven past cops 
every day for probably about <laughs> six months, and they sure as hell can see in the daytime much better that I don't have a fucking rearview mirror right. than that dude could at night. So they definitely just make some shit up. Oh yeah, at least yeah. some of the time. Now, like if I'm swerving and running into shit, and I just yeah. hit a guy's mailbox, then yeah, I mean that's probable cause for sure. Oh but, yeah, man. That's I mean, and here's the thing is because they can't they can't just you know pull you over for any reason right. say show me your yeah, papers got a violation yeah, yeah they can't wink wink sure yeah, yeah. so so you have to you have to you know any situations in which there's a little bit of leeway and give you know you hear the old adage you cross the yellow line you know oh, double yeah. yellow line that's the one you know they can pull you over but it compounds it's so many things yeah window tint your stereo was too oh, loud yeah, yeah. um you're, like you said, your license plate light. What the yeah. fuck? Are you right. kidding me? Yeah. So, I don't even have one of those. Yeah, right. So <laughs> I think that this is a good idea. I think it's definitely. Yeah. Because a lot of people do have, you know, they worry about this stuff because well, they're just... going to get pulled over and shit. But having said that, do you think that it's going to make that much of an impact since the police can use whatever made up excuse, basically? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it will. And here's, and here's why not only are we doing something for the community, it's kind of a community building exercise, right? Okay. Not only are you out there doing this, you're out there with literature, you're out there with flags, you know, you, you're saying this is a group of leftists. Flags? Yeah. This is a group of, le- I'm talking about a leftist organization. Doing oh, this. Okay. this is a group of, this is a group of leftists in, town who you know you might have your uh, preconceived notions about what it is but this is what we're trying to do in our community right. um i would like to do something like open a free store uh made from donations so like you know rather than go and pay money at something for the goodwill or donate your shit to the goodwill mm-hmm. uh who uses literal slave labor yeah they're uh, awful to uh to make money off people's donations you know it's it's a private corporation it's not a charity right uh and then you have places like the salvation army who are extremely homophobic and right. you know just like so rather than support these people let's right. come together as a community let's have donations let's have a pop-up store every so yeah. often where we go you know hey guys this this week uh, we're going to be in the uh, parking lot at Partovi's on Caraway and Nettleton with our free store. Uh, if you need something, come by. Yeah. See if we have it. If not, give us your information. Give us a list of your needs. Yeah. That way, next free store, we can focus on getting those things that you need. Yeah, so that's a really smart plan. You I can like monetize that. that data. I don't oh, want Jesus. to monetize any of this. I'm trying to literally, like, I'm, here's the I thing. No, no I, I get that. And I totally, like, that's an awesome idea. I, I do want to take, before we move on, like, just a second to say that, like, Goodwill sucks, uh, yeah. Salvation Army, go fuck themselves. Um, there story? is there is a the women's shelter in Jonesboro. They yeah. have their own thrift store that Wonderful. is very good. And yeah, I, I have uh, it's all volunteer uh, 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 workers and stuff, and it's it's great. It's uh, helps raise money to support the women's shelter Absolutely. all their needs when they have you know they have nothing basically when they come there in a lot of cases yep. so see that's the that's... type of community organization i'm trying to that that, that i want to start something like that with a leftist basis because yeah, cool. you 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 don't you don't have any type of politics like that in the area right, right. so what else are you going to do are you going to complain about shit uh you're are you going to go uh vote in elections to try to change any of that because that's a joke or are you <laughs> going to try to do something that'll actually tangibly at least help the people that you live with in your yeah community? definitely we'll see that now i'm curious it, you're, you're saying it's a leftist organization is there a need to have a political affiliation well i think so because the the whole goal isn't charity like okay. the so chari- spread a message. Ch- charity, charity is really parasitic and uh, not charity doesn't help anyone, right? Uh, charity is nothing more than mitigating like physical problems and systemic problems that exist in our society. So the goal is charity plus, right? You help people because people need help, but you're not helping people just as the end goal of helping people. You're helping people and trying to build a community so that when you do spread this message, when you do talk to people about like what workers rights are, when you do talk to people about, you know, Hey, how can we come together to 
help things that benefit actual working class folks in our community. Yeah, and then it's not as weird when you start giving them AKs. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, free AKs at the pop-up store on Nettleton and Caraway. <laughs> Hell yeah. Come and get them. Uh, but no, I... Because, like, if the idea is to try to get some sort of actual policy change in your community, um, then the only way to do that is to, like, coalesce a group of people that can affect that policy change. Right. Like, me and my three leftist friends can't do that. But if we start a community organization, we can do a couple of things. We can educate people about what we're about. And, we can, you know, we live in a college town of 80,000 people. Yeah. There are people that I don't know that have same or similar sentiments as I do, right? Especially yeah. at that school. I that's that'll be a good way to find like-minded people. If fucking furries can find each other, <laughs> social lefty commies yes. find each other. The pinkos right. should be organized. Yeah. By now. But uh, I also think it would be like you're saying you're going to like sound kind of hesitant about it, and I understand that. I'm but a leftist, that's why. Well, you're not because you haven't like because you haven't been exposed to those ideas. That's what we're trying to do is expose people to those ideas. Right. Um, there's an organization called food, not bombs that I'm really interested in. Maybe have you heard of that, Andrew? Oh yeah. Back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Well, they still exist. Yeah. Um, so food, not bombs, is a leftist organization anti-capitalist. I'll just say it's anti-capitalist organization, yeah. uh, that's focused on like, you know, gathering food and distributing it to your community. But like, they also go into depth to say, hey, this isn't just charity. It's charity. Plus like we're trying to do something to affect the system, to change the reason that these things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like, a. uh, uh, Catholic Cardinal um, Spanish guy. Uh, I forget his name, but it's the famous quote you may have heard. It's like, uh, when I give food to the poor, they call me a saint. But when I ask why the poor have no food, they call me a communist. So, you know, we're not just trying to give people food. We're trying to give people food because they're hungry now. But we're also trying to allow them to understand uh, and maybe try to do something about uh, the situation that every you know we find ourselves in, there's not a lot of homelessness in our area. There's some, there absolutely. Is some. Yeah, yeah. Um, I talked to a guy uh, when I was at uh, a family reunion. I'll, I'll just say this very quickly yeah. though. I uh, I don't. I'm not ideologically driven. Is why I don't think I'm a leftist mm-hmm. or anything. I'm definitely not politically ideological. Whether or driven. not you think you are or not, you are. <laughs> I have my own ideas. Right. I don't have an, have an ideology built around it. There's no dogma, nothing pushing forward an agenda or a narrative. It's really just uh, my own personal worldview and curiosity. Yeah. But that so, world. Yeah, I understand. I'm not going to say I won't. I'm not. Of course, obviously, I lean more left than right. Uh, and I, you know, I probably I've never I haven't taken that political spectrum. Don't test. don't because those things are bullshit. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's just uh, serving to make somebody some ad revenue on their website. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I I do like these kinds of works and I, I do think uh I think some charities probably do some definitely do some good for people they do some good yeah, yeah. i mean they but they help personally people. that's that's really the the i mean an organization that definitely sounds like uh like your kick uh but the the thing that i like I, interacting with people who are in that situation i, I like i said I, was, I saw this guy he was hanging outside of uh of the uh the public library uh when i went to a family reunion a couple of weeks ago uh he was very clearly homeless it's not it's not like you know he probably had somewhere to stay but it was very uncomfortable didn't like it most of his shit was in his car and he was walking around with a backpack right it looked like he hadn't showered in a couple days and was and looked hungry i i personally feel for those people yeah absolutely I, I, i when i lived in new york i saw all the time tons of people oh yeah and at certain point you just have to cut it off for yourself you gotta say i gotta get to work well, yeah. I can't stand here talking. Right. I can't give all the things I have. I have to. I have to find a way to moderate this. Right. I have to find a way for it to be something that exists, but something that doesn't affect me. Right. And I think that, like in this area, we don't have a ton of. We don't have scores of homeless people. No, but we, but we have, have a lot of few. I think a lot of nourished people. Though. We That's do. True. We do have a lot of underemployed people. people as well. Yes. But also, like but, most of the homeless people aren't actually. They're not on the street. They'll be in a car. Yep. They, well, have, they have someone's car to stay in. Well, now, the people who you would lump in with, like, 
they are like, oh, that's a homeless person. They usually have some sort of mental health issues. Sometimes. I'm in a lot of cases. A Dude, lot of the people that I've seen. Well, yes. I mean, and that's yeah, not that's an easy the, be, thing to, to fix. No, 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 no. To be fair, yeah, I mean, you know, but I'm yeah. I I'm a disagreeable person who's almost been homeless. Yeah, right. You know, I'm I'm kind of shitty. I, I mean, like, I've lived on friends' couches before. Yeah. That's yeah. homeless. Yeah, yeah. I'm I've, talking. I've done about that like... for years, and you can do it. And I, you know, at a certain point, I don't know. I saw the good in it for myself. I don't necessarily think it's a good thing for everybody else, especially when right. you have kids or something in it. Oh yeah. I mean, it's definitely detrimental for me. It humbled me. It uh, told me, you know, I'm not all the way I need to be and continually keep reminding myself uh, that, you know, I'm a disagreeable asshole who needs to learn how to keep a job. Uh, but it's I, I understand. I think what you want to do is a good is a good thing. Yeah. But you know what you said about charity, like you were saying, you know, at a certain point, you know, you can't help everyone. You yeah. got to go to work. That's exactly my point about charity, right? Yeah. It's like when that's the end goal is just like helping people and throwing at it. You're never going. It, it's putting a Band-Aid it, over it, this. It, huge... it never fucking ends, yeah, right? right? Yeah. So that's why you, it would behoove you like to go a step further and try to organize these people, these disenfranchised I did, people. I, I agree. Yeah. Because they definitely have more to throw into your cause than they think. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, especially if you talk... Okay, I, granted, I'm not I'm not as well versed in this in this arena as you are, but I do think I have a particular uh, uh, you know certain amount of understanding. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I know I do know that uh, that people, you know, the, the workers' rights thing that you bring up. Yeah, I've hated Walmart for years because of that shit. Yeah, because they actively mm-hmm. petition against they've unionizing. Absolute, they've absolutely in their fucked video, Arkansas. In their, yeah. yes, they, yes, they have. Yeah. They've, they've instituted uh, the the free, right to work bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that's Yo. such a cool name. I mean, right it, to work. <laughs> all these names are so fucking ironic. It's ridiculous. Yeah, double speak, buddy. Yeah, yeah. and, and they're just double speak. And if you tried to make it a not right to work, it'd be like they're trying to take away your right to work. Yeah, I mean, and Jeff was pissed. But on the other, on the flip side of that, I see, I've seen unions that uh, that are detrimental. Uh, like the uh, uh, the prison guard union in New in New York City. How's that? It's fu- well, it's it's horrible. One, they don't have the uh, well. It that could have been from bargaining because the last time that they uh, that they protested and and uh, oh, shit, they they did a thing strike. They, yeah, yeah. Yep. They can't strike anymore. Mm-hmm. So that was that was uh, the last time they did it. They they cut that off. They, that's no longer a bargaining chip anymore. Right. But it's the same reasons that you're talking about for the for the for profit. The the prison guard unions will use that use people as leverage in order to get more money sure. for their guards. Do does do, do people guarding people in New York need six figure salaries? Yes, I, I'm I'm not sure. Well, here's here's the thing. I know teachers get paid that there. I'm not saying it's not warranted. Uh-huh. And uh, you know those jobs are great for the for the people that that they employ. Right. You know they they buy nice homes. They stay on the island. They spend their money in New York. Yeah. Which is important. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So here's the thing: any worker should be paid all. Of what his labor produces, right? But like, so here's the thing about you, a prison guard. Yeah, like so, like what labor? The 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 fucked up thing about this entire situation is like the idea of prisons and how like you know prisons are you know like in, inherently like the prisons that we have in the United States are uh, you you would could read a book by a uh, uh, wonderful uh, uh, comrade named Angela Davis. You might be familiar <laughs> with her name, uh, but uh, she wrote a, a book a really good book called a prison's obsolete. Uh, and it talks about, you know, like, like how much do we really need prisons? Like what is their function in society and all yeah. that? So like, that's an extremely unique case that like, like we probably shouldn't delve into. Right. No. But like something interesting about labor unions um, is like their perva- their perversion under capitalism. Right. So like, you know, you talk about like working in the system you have, blah, blah. Well, like, yeah, you have a history of labor unions being perverted by capitalism. And it's easy to spin that into like saying labor unions are completely useless and stuff. But that's no, no, I know. I know it's a a poor like it's a pointed example. Yeah. yeah. I also know another uh, teacher's union here in Arkansas gets fucked royally. Yeah. yeah. They they have they have uh, their insurance premiums are out. or it has it has to be some kind of outsourcing because I don't know why a teacher has to pay seven hundred dollars yeah. a month for family uh, for family insurance. Yeah, that's that's, fu- that's outrageous. That's fucked, man. Absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, you know, the, the answer to people say uh, say to that, 
or charter schools and magnet schools. Go to private schools. But you get paid more. You have more of a leeway. Right. And you and you sometimes get better benefits than state employees. Yeah, yeah. And this is why. That's why capitalism is a very tempting in those situations. Well, I, that's why I don't think well, it's absolutely it's it harms. Or because it does seem to help in certain circumstances. But if people, but wait a minute, but if, all of this is capital. Like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. public schools are like run by a capitalist government. The reason public schools are not funded the way they are is because there's no profit in them. Right. Right. Exactly. And, so, if, so, and that's, if the system wasn't fucking with the concept of public schooling and the way it should be, private yeah. schools should be illegal. Yeah. Like, like, like really? none of that would Fuck even yes. be a fucking. I mean, what necessary. if I want to teach my kids something different? Does he have to have the same level of education as everybody else around them? I mean, he needs to That's have... That's a reasonable question. No, 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 I'm not saying... He needs to have the same level of education if he's going to be, like, well, an astronaut or some shit. Well, you, you don't know, know charter school. Charter, charter schools school. and magnet schools tend to test higher kids. Bullshit, dude. Charter mm. schools do nothing but grind out money from communities. Yeah. You have, like, you'll have some, like, high-class private schools, yeah. right? All charter schools are there to do is to extract surplus value from fucking students. Like that is literally all they do. Uh, you might have some charter schools that have like high teacher to uh, student ratios and stuff like that, but you right. don't have any charter schools that are just like, oh yeah, this is the best school in the area. All, all this stuff. Like there, it, a that lot may of be them the case are, around here, but mm-hmm. definitely in New York. There, there's sometimes a better option that the kids can get financial sure. support. To Ab- absolutely, and why do you think? And why do you think that is? It's because, because the New York State's, is, I mean, the entire system in New York State is absolutely corrupt. Absolutely, it's right? Deep blue corrupt. It's horrible. <laughs> God, right. it's fucking awful. No, absolutely. I mean, the public school system has failed all those children there, especially the ones that come from other countries. I mean, you remember Tammany Hall? You know, like back in the day, Tammany Hall, the uh, New York corruption and. Just like the uh, just complete running of the entire state by just like robber barons and stuff oh, like Jesus. that, right? So like, yeah, that's nothing new. Um, no, not for New York. But but again, like, yeah, you can't like you, yeah. I, I these problems are going to exist. Yeah. Um. Whenever you, whenever you, uh, ha, ha, whenever, like you said at the very beginning, like you know, some fucking things shouldn't be for profit. Yeah, yeah. education, healthcare, yeah. and prisons should yeah. be all of those right. things, right? So, I, I mean, I, I think I don't know. I, I hear this idea being thrown out about educational vouchers as a way to supplant. <sighs> Uh, what the current system? Right. Yeah, I that's, mean, that's... I've heard arguments for and against. Do I've you know? Been... Do, you, do you know what? Do you know what these charter schools do? They make public schools worse, and then you turn I mean, around and, off and then the you teachers, and then you turn around and point the fingers at the public schools and like, say, "Look how, how very... shitty these places <laughs> yeah. are." We took all their money. Anybody that would have been enrolled in yeah. there that would have provided Why? any kind of revenue to the yeah to yeah. them is fucking. Well, the problem is, I I think a lot is because they put the the uh, like the fact of testing into the into the funding figures like stu- like the schools don't get a blanket amount of money mm-hmm. they get money based on the t- the test scores of the children yep. that are there yeah right? man which is completely bu- like bullshit i mean especially considering how little we know about how people develop how they grow up into people yeah and and how all of that is affected inside of high in, inside of all the school you know yeah. uh go ahead andrew well i was just gonna say like the voucher system is just another attempt to nail one last coffin i fucked that up it's one last attempt to try to like really completely fuck up the public schools because it's like you're giving people vouchers is like you can send your kids to a good school uh you know the Let's one that all the lots of school goes skyrockets just yeah. like it did in colleges and universities yeah it, it, but they're like all these all these people who couldn't afford to pull their kids from the public school that's failing currently right uh and like here's some vouchers and you can send it to the school that like all the white flight parents already <laughs> moved their kids to and then it just keeps the fucking so, so yeah. here here's what you have okay you've got these really elite rich private schools think like pulaski academy uh, Central Arkansas Christian School, like, wow. um, what is it, Subiaco Academy in, uh, like, Hot Springs? Well, uh, Well, like, these are some really rich private schools, right? right? So, all the people who are actually rich send their kids to these schools. Yeah. Okay? 
there are no school vouchers for these fucking things. No. Sometimes they'll give what they call scholarships, but it only covers just a little bit. Like they don't want like the real poor people in there. They want like the smartest of the smart, like middle class kind of poor people. It'd be like, you're not poor, but you can't really like afford to come to the school, but you're super smart. So come in and we'll we're train st- you in the ways of being a debutante. And we're still yeah. going to treat you like you're poor. Of course. Because yeah. you don't have and, whatever. And then you have charter schools. Charter schools are like mirage private up uh, like upper class private schools yeah. for public public like school poor the people. definition of putting on well, a lot of those uh, they I mean you okay that is true but I also do know that uh, that they sometimes they use lottery systems not everybody's guaranteed a spot sure what is this yeah. Logan's but, run but Fuck. They, <laughs> everybody needs to be able to learn regardless right. of their income but that's they the do ba- this that's the public school but they do but they do this lottery system because they've sold people up on this idea that these charter schools are going to give you a quality education that you can't find anywhere else. They're going to give you this private school education. So what happens is this, like the really elite education is still unattainable by these working class people. That's these private schools. So all charter schools are doing are siphoning money from public schools, putting them into the charter schools and which doesn't like, go to help kids it just goes to make someone money board of directors people who are invested in the charter school and stuff like that right Right. so like you're not like basically saying oh we're going to make public school but like people in public schools available to get a private school education no we're just siphoning off public school money into charter schools, making public schools worse in the meantime yet not providing the service in which is being sold. Does that make sense at all? Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, you're supposing that uh, the money would have otherwise gone to the public schools, if not for the charter schools. Well, of course the pu- money would private have, schools are just, they, they always have people. Well, of course the money would have went to the public schools. Public schools get money. It's like so in some ways, public schools get money based on the amount of students that they have, yeah. obviously, right? Yeah. So when you start they get that or, or closed down, yeah. So when you siphon student, exactly, right? Yeah. So when you siphon, that's a consequence of the state and the and the school district. Well, I mean, it's not that's not you, that's not a for profit capitalism thing. Have a school if you don't have enough students to attend it, right? You have some students, right? Know. But you have to have like a critical mass, I guess is what I would say, right? Right. So, um, but yeah, either whether the school closes down or just like gets inherently worse um you're 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 splitting these resources uh and it, it's just there's a there's a ton of literature i mean like on both sides like ron paul's dumbass wrote a book <laughs> about uh you know why we should just end public schools and have all charter schools and private schools and i've heard that argument i mean if that's not the stupidest thing that's ever been uttered by a person about <laughs> education then i don't know really what is well because, betsy devos uh the current uh, uh the department head of uh, the yeah department of education probably the, the person stupidest over person in the world yeah yeah, well, oh God, there's something something inherent about me that just hates money to people because it it, it drives so like because I know the amount of struggle that they have gone through could not be a, like as personal as it was to me, and that's not. I mean, there's no struggle. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, it, it, financial struggle is something that people don't talk about. That uh, that much it's, it's not, pervasive it's, throughout your life. Exactly. It, it, there's certain consequences uh, based on like, early decisions in your life that echo through the rest of it. Well, like, not even so, just your life. No, but generations before you yeah. decide. Yep. Kind yep. of the general tone. It's really unfortunate. I see. I see people like my aunt who uh, who's who's worked at a company for most of her life, uh, and then. She's almost sixty now. Yeah, and they have, after they raise the age of retirement. Yep, to sixty-seven. They want you to die before you get that shit. You know, we'll never retire, guys. No, yeah. I mean unless yeah. I have my own retirement. <laughs> yeah. A helium I mean, flavored retirement. There's a there's a, a callback. There's a there's a <laughs> there's a there's a part of me that thinks, well, you know, if I save enough fucking money, maybe. 
like converted into gold. And sure, maybe that'll stay. You start but a four hundred one k now. No, well, I mean, not you know, four hundred one k. No, I think those are garbage, and their their assets are owned by other companies that invest in well, other places. All these people with pensions and four hundred one ks in Britain, whatever the BP thing happened, yeah, lost no, fuck tons. No, of money. yeah, the coolest thing about a four hundred one k is that your employer matches it. But the less cool thing about a four hundred one k is that the entire system is going to collapse before I'm able to cash in on that. Yeah, right. So, you know, the I'm only, just converting like the, all of my money to gold now, <laughs> and I'm going to bury it. The yeah. best thing, like if you do have a 401k in all seriousness is like be fucking, uh, like learn that shit. You got to figure out like what's best. Yeah. Cause and a lot of like my the safest thing to do is put it into an index fund, but yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. The, mutual bonds. And, and that's the what, more risky thing to do is to kind of play with it and choose what you invest into. It takes yeah. a lot of doing that. You might as well just find a small business to invest in. Yeah, yeah, I mean, well, that's more invest your money directly in the stock yeah, market. Get your ass in there. Yeah, you do. I would have like, a more I mean, the the benefit the the, the ROI yes. as it were. It would it, for me that would be more beneficial. What would you guys do if you won the lottery? Man. Like you remember when the lottery was seven hundred million dollars? Like, I business. would pay off mine start and a yes. I would pay off my debt and I would pay off the debt of uh, my close friends. Right. And then I would do fuck. I don't know what else with it. Yeah, Scrooge McDuck, some shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I would I start mean, investing yeah, would... in index uh, index funds and, and mutual bonds. Uh, so, some stuff that stick around. I'd put at least six or seven figures in that. Yeah, uh, probably because the return is what one or two, uh, one to one point four percent every year. That's enough. It'll sit, and I'll get I'll get that money personally. I would... What I would do past that point, aside from paying off debt. Would be starting a uh, probably a consultation firm. Here's what it. Here's the thing. You need passive income streams, son. Yeah, that's what I just so said. So what you no cons- consultation firm? That's work. No, I just you were said doing that. work. I, you what put you pass six or seven? Oh, oh, investments, bonds, yeah. stocks, the, the, the commodities. Yeah, pork barrel, gold. Yeah. G- <laughs> The word pass the Look, word man. passive income stream feels so sleazy to me. It does though, right? God damn. I know. You know what I would do? I hate I, myself every time I think it, but I, have I still better, want that money. I have a better plan though. Okay. Like, What's your okay. Plan? like maybe not. Maybe, like, Look, I'm thinking car wash. Not 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 a better plan for like necessarily any individual person, but like You gonna set it on fire? No, and set it on fire. Seven hundred million dollars. So much better things. Seven hundred yeah. million. You could. Burn, that's a lot of thing to burn. I mean, Here, if you televise the burning of that. Ha, all right. Here's what I would do. I would find a super popular, super successful business, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that I could buy for seven hundred million dollars. Sure Man, you could do like that what, for, a, dude? You could buy a small business for like, no, 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 no. If you're, t- I want to buy Twitter. Like, you know, like yeah, not necessarily, like I, I understand yeah, that, yeah, but yeah. I'm like using that as an example. Right. Okay. I would buy. You want to buy Tumblr. I would buy. <laughs> Tumblr's already gone. Yahoo it's a bad investment. Oh, Yahoo fuck. owns Tumblr. You could probably buy Yahoo for $700 <laughs> million. So what I would do, but I would actually, I would, I, I don't, I wouldn't want to buy, I would want to buy a company that produced something like a tech company or just like, you know, something like that. And then what I would do is, uh, make the entire organization completely worker owned. Like, yeah. you, know, you know, something that a person with money would never do because that's like you said, their passive income stream. They don't have yeah. to do any labor yet. They get a lot of profits. You right. know what I mean? It's super cool. Right. All you have to do is have money at some point. It's weird. Uh, but, uh, that's what happens when you own land. Yeah, no, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and that goes back to like a primitive, what's called primitive accumulation. Like, you know, if you like trace this back, you know, like, Oh, well, your grandpa, they had money. Like the first yeah. people to have money used violent force to obtain land yeah. and property rights and, Fuck, you know, power over people. And sometimes people got raped. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, I don't yeah, know how much the down. Dutch did that. I mean, I'm pretty sure they did a bunch of that in, in Africa, but I don't. Did what they? What are you talking about? The Dutch. The Dutch. What? Did they? Did they take a bunch of shit? Yeah, I mean, uh, there was a huge Dutch slave trade, but well, other, yeah. But other than that, I'm talking about like even even before that, you can like buy slaves. I'm just saying, any type, any you don't type. Have to take them by force. <laughs> Get on the boat. 
<laughs> but like, like, like buying a slave is inherently a violent act, like because there yeah. was violence begotten in obtaining that, right? Yeah, like, and that's and, the point in in like land and stuff like the same that. Same meat, but yeah, I no, yeah, saying. no. There's a lot of people who make that argument. Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> uh, buying meat is inherently violent. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, Just, had to we'll, die. we'll make signs. We'll take your organization to Walmart. We'll protest the shit out of them. workers' rights and meat is violence. What I want to, what I want to see going back <laughs> to this little like uh, community organization thing is like i would love to see the face on the people at AutoZone. like when i go talk to because i'm like this is me too my own. I, I feel like i can talk a lot of people into a lot of things like yeah. i've done it for a long time it's right? real fun yeah <laughs> so like i would go and talk to the manager at AutoZone and be like hey guys i know you have like car wash you know stuff out here all the time here's my idea i would like to do this thing where we fix people's headlights right but you know like we need to buy the headlights somewhere right so we can't just buy a bunch at one time and hope those people that, that need those specific ones so yeah. we'll have people show up we'll go into your store and we'll buy these lights as we need them. Can you give us a discount on them? You know, so right, we can do right. this community project together. This is what we have planned, but I would really like to see their faces when there's like, you know, like fucking hammer and sickle flags out at the fucking ah, table and stuff Jesus. like a big, like uh anti-fascist action flag and stuff oh, like God. that out there. Oh, God. Uh, More Antifa. Yeah. It's coming here. I just feel it. Oh yeah. It's going to be me. JD's bringing it. <laughs> Gonna have the shirts and everything. Yeah, maybe I, for I, the first I think it's couple some, of runs. It's let's really do it, like a like a more subdued logo. We'll design it ourselves. Can I bring a Kekistan flag at the same time? <laughs> yeah, if you want to get destroyed now. Yeah, sure. Oh um, but uh, no, that's uh, wherever you see uh, you know, fascism prolif- proliferating. Uh, yeah, anti-fascism follow right behind it that's yeah, how it works i, did, I read a, a an interesting it's probably a facebook post fuck whatever um but it talked about like uh you know back in the 90s the punk rock scene the hardcore scene uh skinheads were a problem yeah dude obviously yeah. which is what uh, when i first encountered a lot of like anti-racist action food not bombs i yep. was because there was always a kid out there like just wanted to give you some literature absolutely like okay uh but the uh, dead Kennedys, man. Yeah. Nazi punks. Fuck off. Exactly. That yeah. was a, it was a big thing. And the thing was like, uh, people were saying that you, you can't counter their, uh, their fascist ideas with violence. So like, no, it's the only way that you can literally the only way. Yes. And it, it was, <laughs> it was interesting because like the people who are Nazis or identify as Nazis or skinheads now. Yeah were exposed to the torrential amount of information that everyone else was exposed to about World War II, the Holocaust, how fucking awful it was. So the only reasonable conclusion that you can come to is that those people were fucking douchebags. Well, yeah, I mean... And the well, only I mean, thing they're out to do... You could just do, say that about, about like out-and-out racists to begin with. Uh, yeah, exactly. They're fucking assholes. Of, of course. But what they do is they they are, they are go to places specifically to fuck shit up. Yep. And so they would go into scenes, clubs, wherever shows were held, and just fucking beat people up. Destabilization, absolutely. Yeah, and it's then if, if nobody stood up to them, they took that shit over and yep. fucking ruined it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then that was just a haven for fucking shitty skinheads. Well, here, yeah, here's the thing uh, about all these people that say, you know, beat them in the marketplace of ideas. You know, you have to be able to let them voice their they opinions. Have- well, that's the thing. It's like these ideas, like, okay, you're assuming a lot to assume that everyone is just a rational person and right. that the best ideas always win. If the best ideas always win, we would never have had slavery. If the yeah. best ideas always won, we wouldn't we have had have. the fucking Holocaust. If the best ideas never won, we wouldn't have had a Rwandan genocide. The best ideas don't always fucking win. Yeah, if the best ideas always won, Eddie Murphy's career would have gone better. <laughs> I mean, dude, his last movies were fucking. Just, weren't we just, weren't just we just garbage. talking about? <laughs> I understand. God damn it! But yeah, no, that's the thing. Uh, maybe we should get to some comedy. Uh, who's okay. had hemorrhoids here? Because man, I got one right now. <laughs> Do you? Dude, wait, I, fucking, wait, I don't. I, I don't really want to pass by this, honestly. God damn no, yeah, it, Eric. because I, I, I mean, I, uh, I hear what you're talking about. Right, that other side that you're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, the the marketplace of ideas. Yeah, I happen to be. Uh, I happen to agree with with that. Right, it makes it makes sense to me. No, it I doesn't. Just, well, oh, to you, okay. That's I what I just you. said. Yeah, uh, but 
past the, but I do understand because I, I have religious people in my family mm-hmm. and I don't think that, I mean, that makes no sense to me. Sure. It hasn't made sense. And it opens the door for a lot of faulty, illogical thinking without reasoning for no, with no justification. And it, and it just happens. Yeah. You can just continue thinking like that. I understand that's, but I I do believe that shitty ideas will expose themselves though. But that's someone's patently. No one's behind Richard Spencer, and he's had a platform for for all this. No one, everyone fucking. But but that's the but that's the thing is that is like how you would like to ideologically look at the world. That's not how the world pragmatically works, and like the entirety of human history proves it. Like the fact that. If that ideology was true, then bad things wouldn't happen. We would have never had any of these bad ideologies that No, because I know how conversations happen. I know how people will push other people. And whether or not you have the right idea doesn't mean you had it at the right time, right place, or the right people around. You can get pushed out of your uh, out of saying the thing that makes sense and, and cast logic the, into this. But you can also take that argument and flip it right back on itself. These like allowing people to have a platform like that will push people towards it. Like it's, it's legitimized at the point where you say like, I've, I've used it's this legitimized argument. past the point where it's like, Oh, that's an idea well, that somebody has. But I've used and this. then it takes a little bit more leap in logic to say, that's a good idea or that, that somebody has But a lot of fucking people think it's a good idea. There's, There's a lot a- of goddamn people in this country. I mean, they think a lot of crazy shit. Okay, and I mean I've known racists and religious people for my entire life. Yeah, but I mean they're like they they're. Ob- it seems like, like the numbers. What, are what's Spencer the what's exists. the benefit? What's the benefit of letting people? What's the benefit of letting people call for the genocide of minorities? Well, okay. like what's the benefit of allowing that idea in the marketplace of ideas? What would be the benefit of allowing? Aside from knowing that that some that that person is an asshole. Uh-huh. Uh, because that's what I know past that point. Right. Because I know from my own life experiences that regardless of skin color, people typically are nice in public. Yeah. Uh, it, it just speaks of a place of ignorance. Whenever you, whenever they open their mouths, then you know that they're ignorant. Yeah. But- I, the, the problem is, is that, and maybe you've heard this side of the argument too, is that when you start restricting other people's rights to speak and say abhorrent and diff- and, uh, and shitty things, then it just makes it that much easier for them to come to you because everybody has shitty thoughts that people don't that disagree with. They have they have things that people would you know, that they would take out of context. And how many how much shit have we said on this podcast? Are you are you that, trying to draw? It's I I understand that argument kind of, but like drawing a slippery slope between calling for genocide and uh, total censorship of everything that is said is just. Those two things aren't comparable. No, but they seem to be happening at the same time. How? I, I see a lot of this, a lot of this fascist stuff that people are talking about. You know, the neo Nazis and the white supremacists. Charlottesville proved that okay, it wasn't just people from there; it was people from all over, from the U.S. and Canada, that came through down to there uh, to to show that their white pride, that they feel like the white identity has been has been taken away from them. Right. And th- but there's also. I, I wouldn't say it's a crazy just, people. Just exactly, yeah. uh, but I wouldn't say it's like it, it's a, the exact opposite of the anti-fascist. That's a, I feel like that's a step too far. But I do see uh, so many things going to this PC culture where people just they're, they're afraid to say what they really think because they're going to get in trouble. Their job's going to know about it. I mean, granted, if you're a racist holding a fucking torch in a rally, maybe you deserve to yeah, leave your goddamn job. Yeah, yeah if you're a misogynist, point. you probably should be outed for that. But if you if, have yeah. some disagreeable thoughts or if you feel like you want to question certain things, people won't. Uh, I mean, grant. Uh, Right now, this current uh, the current conversation can't happen with less rational people. But they're because not, they won't because they, they right. won't let the they won't let the breadth of what needs to be said actually happen. They'll stop it. No, I disagree. Well, fuck you. You're a racist, and I don't. I mean, those are ignorant, stupid yeah, people on both stupid, sides. Yeah, that's a stupid. That's not a debate. That's not a stupid. No, that's a stupid discussion. Oh, I'll call a racist things. a racist. Exactly. Yeah. Don't but, get me but, fucked up on but, that. And you, you can know, say so, like that's I'm, a racist thing. 
Uh, do you have anything that's not racist you'd like to talk about? And that's a good way to discuss yeah. things with people like well, that. Well, yeah. But the, like, the thing is, like, the people that are going to the rally because they feel like the white identity is gone. Uh, and you know what? Side note, the white identity involved being a shithead to black people for a long time. The whiteness so maybe it should real. be gone. Like, whiteness right. isn't even a fucking thing. Exactly. Whiteness was created to separate yourselves from freed slaves and a post-industrial civil war right. times these the people like, that are true. into it's this it's not even a thing if you ever well, I mean, if you, you know, hear people talking about people talking white about identity they're not there to discuss shit they're not there to debate yeah. or like be one over or like present me with your evidence on why i'm not the superior race like that's not what they're there they're there to like fucking shoot guns and shit dogma, dogmatics they they want to be they they're pushed into these into these lanes by by ignorance, from by by not wanting to know, by not being intellectually curious. Okay, yeah. They, 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 but these aren't the people that I'm talking about. I understand that you know you don't want everybody, but I've seen these people who are very rational, very understanding. They want to have the questions. They want to have those kinds of conversations, these debates. But they're getting shut down in social media. It, it's like the real world is acting out what you guys are talking about, but then the virtual world where people can still get fired, they can still get put on blast, they can still get you know disgraced in in uh, in you know in their community in in the U.S. They they they're getting they're getting targeted because they have what what you would say the other people have wrong think let, and I, I I don't like that. Let me let me read you a quote from a Holocaust survivor, uh, Franz Franz Frison, in uh, 1988. Uh, Say quote. I assure you that it would have never happened, neither in Germany nor in Italy nor anywhere else. Those who recognized its threat at the time and tried to stop it were, I assume, also called a mob. Regrettably, too many fair-minded, in quotations, people either didn't try or want to stop it. And as I witnessed myself during the war, accommodated themselves when it took over. People who witness fascism at its height are dying out, but the ideology is still here, and its apologists are working hard at a comeback. Past experience should teach us that fascism must be stopped before it takes hold again of too many minds and becomes useful once again to some powerful interests. So that's that's the point, is that like the idea that the best ideas always went out it sounds great, man. Like if we, lived... I know that's not true, though. Right, and I don't. Th- and I, I really so hope you're not, you're not accusing me of that. I think no, the marketplace of ideas you that... is that it's a real thing, and and that open debate and and discussion should happen. But the problem, but people is, don't like to do that. Well, the problem is that salesmen exist yeah. for a reason, and that reason is because they can talk people into shit, even if it's not a good idea. No, I, d- I definitely agree. I have the same sort of skill like set. snuggies. But I understand within myself, my own personal morality, that tells me not to use this in a manipulative way. That I feel, I actually feel bad when I do that. Well, even though I do have the ability to get the things that I want. You're a human being. Yeah, so are people. Some people aren't as human as you. They're human. They're just not very good humans. Right. As as far as you would judge in your personal morals and ethics. I guess. It's just, it's a lot. I mean, it's... I just don't think that uh, that having a bad idea is, uh, you know, the the hugest crime. I mean, definitely telling people that you you want to commit genocide on behalf of what you assume is it's white. Genocide. But you're, you're trying idea. to you're trying to conflate like this worst bad idea to a bad idea. Like, hey, I don't think we should let women like do what. Well, that's even a horrible idea. Like, that's like trying to conflate like one of the worst ideas to like just some like general bad idea, like charter schools or whatever. Right. These aren't the same thing. Or I think decaf (laughs) coffee is okay. That's a terrible idea. I've got another quote for you. Okay. I'll let you guess who, who said this. It's probably obvious. Uh, only one thing could have stopped our movement if our adversaries had understood its principle. And from the first day smashed with utmost brutality, the nucleus of our new movement. Adolf Hitler. Okay. That's the only way. I'm just going to take his word for it. 
You know what I mean? Right. Uh, but I don't know. That, it, it, there's a there lot was, of there are a lot of there's a lot of context and uh, circumstances involved in what became the rise of that out of the brown shirts, and they were also fighting fasc- uh, anti-fascists at the time or communists. Well, yeah, I mean well. the the night of the long knives. Basically, the whole you know Nazi movement. There was a the Weimar Republic was uh, some. You know, centrist liberals sold out what could have been the most glorious leftist uh, state in the history. Like, like this was, you know, before the USSR, right? Um, well, what happened was uh, the the Nazis played up on, you know, the defeat after World War Two or World War One. Um, they uh, they played up these, you know socialist ideas right they tried to like label themselves as like uh uh people work people of the workers right they tried to label themselves and use all of these uh these in vogue things like socialism and stuff to kind of put it in their name that's why they're literally called like national socialists absolutely yeah. right they wanted to try to put that in there and that's why anybody who tells you that you know nazis were socialists like first of all is really stupid but second of all doesn't really understand anything about history right so the first thing that uh that they did you know the nazis did when they you know grass power was the night of the long knives in which they killed all of the communists. That was literally the first people they killed because that was their antithesis. That was the only thing that stood in their way. Mm-hmm. Right. Was, uh, were like you said, these anti-fascists, these communists, um, and, uh, they, they had them all murdered. So I just, I, I can't get past the point of violence, right? That's, that's what you're, that's what you're talking about. Ultimately what it comes to, because I've I've been able to solve everything in my life uh, that I've been able to solve right. with words, not violence. Sure. I haven't had to impose my physical will on somebody in order to get my point across. Eric, are you really going to try to sit here and apply some sort of interpersonal relationship skills to multi-global national politics? I wouldn't. I wouldn't claim that's not to, how it works. I wouldn't claim to know that that's what it's like. I'm telling you what I've done and what what works for me. Right. And and personally, because I keep talking about myself and not structures. I'm in a structure. I'm so, a person. Right, but like you can't apply those things to structures is what you're trying to do. You're trying to take personal experiences and apply them to structures. Okay. Well, now, now okay. And maybe it just be my, my, be my own ignorance of the situation. What about the, the situation when, uh, with about peaceful protesters that, that try to resolve and then ultimately were able to? When? Nelson Mandela... Oh, Gandhi. Oh, Nelson Mandela. You think Nelson Mandela was peaceful? Well, in prison? Oh, dude. Okay. Um, So, oh, do we have time for this? Uh, Nelson Mandela um, did some of the most direct action. uh, His party did some of the most direct action ever, like, taken to fight off any sort of... Okay, well, let's go go more home-based. Sure. Dr. Martin Luther King. Okay. He actively preached passivity to the people that whenever they went to those counters that refused service to black people. Yeah. So like that's a that that is true. Yeah. But he told them get arrested, but it, go to jail uh, and then speak out. But there. It, but it's also ignoring a and whitewashing a large part of MLK. Uh especially near the end of his life, uh before he was assassinated by the government. Um he he started to become a lot more militant. Uh I'll give you a quote from Martin Luther King right now. And this is I could look it up. Actually I will. Hold on. Uh it's about uh the black person's uh biggest threat uh is the uh the white moderate um let me find this quote for you real quick but here's here's the thing about that is like all of these figures that you have in mind one of two things like first of all that view of mlk is extremely whitewashed yes he did do this thing but he actually was very militant the other thing about this is like you're ignoring all of the movements that like were parallel with this that like without these direct action movements like these the, like the freedom riders the sit-ins all of these busing and stuff like that uh without that the the civil rights would have never happened and like i'm going to also argue here that like yeah the civil rights movement happened but 
at the end of the day, we still see people of color getting shot in the streets by cops in 2017 and 2016. You know, like that's going to happen. We've, considering we've gone a little bit further, but like we haven't solved any of these problems, right? So uh, the the I, mean, I don't think the point of civil uh, of the the civil rights movement was to stop just the shooting of uh, of people in the streets. Well, no, no, no. I'm talking about. I mean, as a whole, like the the civil rights movement was to gain civil rights for people of color, right? Black people. Well, yeah, but also you've got this situation where it wasn't just about like getting a right to vote in schools and all of this. It was about like, you know, you had the black Panther party going and like armed patrols of right. their own neighborhoods yeah. to prevent police from killing their f- fucking neighbors. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it, it goes a lot deeper than that. Um, I'm not going to say it wasn't more racist back then. Obviously it no, was. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, let me, let me read this to you real quick. Uh, this is from Martin Luther King. Uh, I must confess that over the past few years, I've been gravely disappointed with the white moderate. I've almost reached the regrettable conclusion that the Negro's great stumbling block in his stride towards freedom is not the white citizen's counselor or the Ku Klux Klanner, but the white moderate, who is more devoted to order than to justice, who prefers a negative peace, which is the absence of tension, to a positive peace, which is the presence of justice, who constantly says, I agree with you and the goals that you seek, but I cannot agree with your methods of direct action, who paternalistically believes that he can set the timetable for another man's freedom, who lives by a mythical concept of time and who constantly advises the Negro to wait for a more convenient season. Shallow understanding from people of goodwill is more frustrating than absolute understanding from people of ill will. Lukewarm acceptance is much more bewildering than outright rejection. Now, does that sound like a man who is just all about peaceful protest? Like he literally says right there. He didn't carve that on somebody's stomach. He wrote it down. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't have the direct action. I said him, not the movement of people. I mean, okay. What I mean, I understand, and I get, I get what he's saying. I, I, I understand exactly what he's saying. Right. I've seen people he, like this he, who just he's placidly saying... accept what they know to be an injustice, as opposed to confront something that they that might make them uncomfortable. I live around these people. Yeah. I'm fine being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I'm confrontational because I don't get discomforted. <laughs> right. So it doesn't that I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But I'm also speaking from personal, uh, from myself. Right. I, I don't claim any structure. I don't, I mean, I, I have to be a part of them. It right. fucking sucks. I, I, I understand what you're saying. I 100% agree with you. I just think that you should be wary of applying, like. I'm not trying to organize, so don't worry about me. No, no, you know I'm talking I'm about, I think you should be wary of applying, like, what you've, like, seen personally or, like, you know, um, uh, First my life experiences, though, I can't really throw those out. No, you don't throw them out, but you can't apply them wholesale to entire like ideologies and and to entire like socio political movements. No, that's like, why I'm having this conversation. Right. If I was driven or opposed based on those situations, I probably wouldn't be talking to you. <laughs> I'm just going to be real. Right. Right. You know. I mean, I, I do have some things in conflict with what you're talking about. Right. But I'm not an aggressive person. I'm not a physically aggressive person based on my upbringing. Yeah. I do not hit people. Sure. I've learned. And that's not. And that's, you don't have to. Yeah, exactly. That's. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like, basically, what I'm saying is the type of action that I would undertake yeah. would not be physical. Sure. I understand the reasoning for it because sometimes. I get it. Okay, Sometimes, yeah. yeah no, I, 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 I mean, <laughs> let me grant you that. I'll, absolutely. There, there are times when somebody's pushing you or punching you, you punch the fuck out of them. Yeah, when the system is violent, you have to use violence to change it. System violent. I mean... Now, Eric, if you tell him that he's wrong, you're diminishing his free speech. <laughs> Thank you for that, Andrew. Welcome. Like, who are you to say that he shouldn't be allowed to fight violence with violence? I, I will fight I all mean, night for your right to say it, <laughs> but undertaking it, I, I don't know. This is it's a this is the the very gray area that I have. Right. I, I mean, 
look, I grew up in the same time you did. We're we're the same age. Yeah. And I mean, I saw all those same documentaries that that, that you've seen. I've uh, I've explored in those. My mother was kind of a hippie, a little less than she actually. Uh, what do you was. mean by seeing the same documentaries? Well, it's just a shorthand for you know the. Uh, I've seen the the uh, like save the ocean stuff. The 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 reason why land like preserving land is important. Uh, I don't know. Right. The the like the, the, the. That's not what like. Yeah, I, I guess I get that. I guess I, it was weird because like that's not really what. No. No. My, I understand. Okay. You're, I got you. It's a Man, much more fuck learned. Fuck the ocean. Uh, Sorry, it's a much more. Learned, I've seen Free uh, Willy. <laughs> yeah, that motherfucker. But I, uh, I understand, you know, and we, uh, obviously, my generation, we're more left than uh, than our parents were, and uh, more likely to be socialist and communist. And maybe a few years ago, I would have called myself that. But I mean, I can't. I, I don't know how to operate pragmatically in this world, being anti-capitalist. Yeah, it's I, tough. I have to understand that money and profit. Is something that does help the individual. No, what helps you, the what? individual. Maybe not the maybe not the, the the large amount of people, but obviously it helps the individual. Money. If there are billionaires, it obviously helps the individual. But that's Wait, not the total mean, expression like of a person. Are you saying it's better? I'll give you the caveat. It's, you're saying it's good for a billionaire to be a billionaire. Yeah. Okay. For a billionaire. It is. Right. Yeah. From the, from his perspective, from a personal singular perspective, absolutely. Sure. No, it's his shit. Obviously, it would be the most beneficial for him to be a billionaire of the of, of the at, individuals at the behest of. No, yeah, yeah. All that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Uh, right. the, it's the individual and, and then the society. Yeah. This this is the whole conversation that we're having, is that. I've been more individualized. Mm-hmm. It, I, I come from that uh, from that perspective because it's really the only one that I can see. Right. I can I, I can try to understand other people's, and for the most part, I think I do. Uh, after giving after having conversations with them, they under, they tell me that I understand their situation. Yeah. So it, I I, I but I'm I'm always going to have this sort of struggle between the individual and the. Uh, I mean, society, community, the amount of people around you, others. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's difficult for me. It's not easy. It's not cut and dry and I don't want it to be. 